0: Be good to hear your thoughts on that how best to prepare and um, when it comes to preparing for the interview and uh, the 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 key question um for many people um none of us are working for free and that's the salary negotiate well none of us go into our full-time work for free um long term um, and that's the salary negotiation as well
1: yeah so interview i would say have a good knowledge of your company that you're interviewing for so it is about the mission statement, going onto their website, looking at their mission statement. A key thing to look out for during this time is how is that particular company managed or kind of maneuvered and navigated through the whole pandemic. You don't wanna join a company that is not gonna be able to sustain itself, okay? So those are the kind of things you need to look out for, how have they navigated through the pandemic, looking at their mission statement, and the reason I say the mission statement is because does it does it even align itself with your values. Mm. It's very important. There's some companies out there that don't have any integrity with their business. So you don't want to work for a company that goes against um, your moral um, code or your, your ethics and your, your beliefs, your religious beliefs. So it's very important to look at what does this company, you know, what's their vision? Does it align with mine? Does it align with what I believe? Does it align with um, being able to help communities and so on and so forth? So actually, going on their website, look at the mission statement. Also, if you can, also looking at kind of the kind of um, clients that they work with as well, and how much maybe money that they've made in the last year. Their limited company you can look at look it up in the UK. That is companies household so and so forth. Are they sustainable? Are they a company that's going to be able to um to really help you grow in your career? Also going online as well, maybe looking at people who worked, who are working for the company, people who have worked for the company, maybe looking at reviews, looking at client reviews. So do extensive research. You don't just want to join a company once again because the salary looks good or the company looks good. Do extensive research. Um, and also stuff like that will come up in your interview. So for example, at most interviews, they will ask you, do you have any questions? And these, this is a kind of, you know, when you do your research, these are kind of questions that you can ask them as well. For example, once again, um, how do you see my career progressing in this role? What kind of training is available for me? Um, who will be my direct line manager? Those kind of questions are very important to be pre- um, prepared for. Now, salary negotiation is something that I think everyone should be skilled and well-versed in. You never go with the salary that has been offered to you. Um, And once again, this is going against the grain. So for example, most most job adverts will have a salary ban. So let's say, for example, you go for a role um, and they said it's 40 to 50 K a year. You have um, the choice as a candidate to go in and dictate how much salary you want. Now, when you're in that position, you don't just... dictate it because you just want more money. You have to look at it from a business perspective. So you have to present a business case. And the business case is, I want this salary, salary number one, based on the, um, the average salary of this role, um, also because of my skills, also because of my expertise, also because of my value proposition. So those are some key points that you go in when you're asking for a salary, um, and you're going in for salary negotiation and you're demanding a particular salary it's also very key to know as well you don't talk about salary um until you are actually offered the job now if you are asked at the interview stage then obviously you're more than welcome to talk about what salary you want but if you're not then you don't talk about it in the interview you wait till after you've been offered the job the reason i say that is because it's it's really turned completely um it, it, it been a disadvantage to many candidates who've kind of talked too much about salary or mentioned salary when they haven't been prompted to do so mm. it kind of comes across as if you're someone who's just there for the money and not necessarily there to learn and help the company so I would recommend once you're offered the job you then discuss salary um in in further depth and I would recommend that even before you go for any interviews have in mind what kind of salary you want and when I say want not that you can negotiate in regards to you're going to be devaluing yourself but a, a salary that you know i can't go beneath this salary so for example look at your expenses look at um london waiting look at your daily allowance look at those those things and really look at your salary and actually can you afford to do the job that you're applying for um as we know Prices are consistently going up in regards to food prices, house, um, house well, I don't know if house prices are going up, but things are going up, travel expenses are going up and are going to go up. So you really have to find a job that can financially sustain you and also a job that is going to work for you. So, for example, if you're in a job for a year, is there a possibility that you will get a salary increase? Most jobs don't give a salary increase for the first five years. Mm. And if they do, it's a one percent or two percent rate.
2: So, (laughs) sorry, I I won't have that.
1: Um, (laughs) (laughs) But this is the situation that many (laughs) candidates are finding (laughs) themselves in, (laughs) and And so this is the thing that's happening. Because I speak to many people, and they've said to me, Tina, for the last two, three years, I haven't had a salary increase, and in my mind, that's ludicrous. Because when you have your appraisals, I believe it's every six months or a year, you're supposed to go to your manager and sit down with them and say, "Look, I've done this over the last six months or a year, or how." However long that period has been, and this Tina, is how yep. I've contributed to the company. So this is yep. kind of where I need to be moving towards. If not, then you need to start looking for something else.
0: I was going to say, I'm probably get get your thoughts on that, Jacks as well, as well as yourself and Tina. But you. you Obviously, as you you just mentioned, some people are not receiving um, pay. And if they are, it's in line with inflation, hence the 1% or 2%. But it's not like a significant um, thing. And it also might be performance-related as a company. So that might even make it maybe 2.5% or whatever. But in terms of significant uh, pay rises, a lot of people, and we all know a lot of people, Jacks, you mentioned earlier on about imposter syndrome, things like that, not knowing if you've actually the so-called deserve a promotion. How do you actually... Build the confidence or prepare for that discussion. John, I'm gonna bring you in on that. In, in perhaps you've asked in your during your career, how do you actually get ready to actually ask for a pay rise, a significant one, and one that is because your colleague Dan, uh, who sits opposite you, might be doing something quite similar, and he's got maybe a ten percent. How do you make sure that you are getting the the one that you feel, you know, you deserve? Is uh, that for? Is that yeah, for me, P. Yeah. If you've uh, and I know you've obviously asked in your career and um, pathway, but yeah, it'd be good to hear from your experiences, uh, yeah. just around that.
2: Yeah. So on on a personal level, I prefer to move horizontally than vertically. For one, um, so actually, hmm. one of the key things I tend to do is move companies, um, and I think I, I mentioned in one of the episodes where I said um, after two or three years of being in a company, I have the conversation. And I can even start, you know, applying for different roles, similar roles, just to see what they're offering. Because the truth is, right? Once I've joined a company and they pay me X amount, I'm not the same guy three years down the line. Um, yeah, I'm experienced. Mm-hmm. And if you're intentional, like myself, when it comes to development, um, whether it's taking on extra professional qualifications or improving your Excel skills, as I said, and that kind of. <laughs> I'm not the same guy, you know, I'm I'm much better than I was three years ago. And so my pay package should reflect that. And if it doesn't, then I'm actually kind of, you know, I'm cheating myself or I'm being cheated. Mm -hmm. And So that's that's what you can do. How do you have the conversation? Well, you can actually just develop yourself, get involved in more projects at work. Um, You know, if you work in a company that works on processes, um, you can always find efficient effective ways of doing things so if that's something you want to do i think you should um i always believe you can be an entrepreneur even at work and if you can do that that can really save the company some time and money so that should be blessed in your in your your pay package Mm -hmm. so it's not it's not difficult it's quite simple continue developing add more value money equals value i keep saying this Uh, the more valuable you become the more you should get paid Um, and if you're not getting paid i said in the last episode leave (laughs) Bye-bye.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I, I want to be clear on the... that I mentioned business case. So you have to go with your case and put it forward. You can't just say, say, like I said before, oh, I want more money. Why do you want more money? Why do you deserve more money? Why do you deserve money? So once again, like Jack said, it really is about, you know, for example, you might have learned a new skill, getting involved in different projects. So for example, if a new department is... Um, has come in or, for example, a new staff member's come in, being able to actually get involved in the progression of the company and being able to document that. So if it was me, if I was in that position, all the good things that I've, I've done to contribute towards the success of the company, I'll be making a note of that. So when I do go to an appraisal of my manager, I can say, look, I've done this at this particular time. This is the outcomes I had. And actually go, go, go into the meetings with your manager with tangible evidence Um, and i think that would really work in your favor but ultimately you have to realize that if you are not progressing and it isn't just about the money because Mm -hmm. you can progress in responsibilities that over time can make you gain more money in the long term so it isn't just initially okay if you're not getting more money then leave it could be different ways that you're progressing up the career ladder but ultimately if you're not moving forward then you're doing a disservice to yourself so it is about really once again looking at the company you're at if it's not allowing you to grow, whether in your skills, monetary wise, then you need to ask yourself why are you there? Because I honestly believe everyone, you know, even, even if you look at this year, this year has gone so fast. Um, and if you, you choose to remain in a position where you are stagnant, before you know it, two, three, four years have passed by, you're in the same role doing the same thing and then now you become complacent now you're complaining that oh you know i haven't got a salary increase i can't afford this i can't afford that whereas you are supposed to be moving up the career ladder not down or staying at the same level
0: and and on just picking up on that point around the skills development because i do hear quite a few stories of you know people that have been in the same of quite a bit of time but over the years, they have received significant uh, salary increase. But as the years gone by, they've realized they've not really developed much skills. They've Mm. been doing pretty much the same thing. And then when they've got, whether it's gotten bored of the job or they want to go elsewhere where they can grow from a skill perspective, they've been given pay rise for so many years when they actually realise the skills that they have, when they look elsewhere, the salary that they are currently on is too high. So they actually have to then Mm -hmm. take a pay drop because Mm -hmm. they've not been focusing on that skills development and really chasing the money rather than both, if if not even the skills more importantly as well for the long term. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah really really good uh, dropping uh, those gems for us um, Tina really appreciate it um, just got, probably going to move on this probably the might be the final stage um, again you can correct me if i but you know once you've done that you've gone through the interview process you've prepared for the interview you've researched the company you've answered the questions accordingly um, <clears throat> you've negotiated your salary if they think you're right for the job um, and you've got the job you said the recruitment doesn't stop there when you're thinking of the final stages in terms of that, um, I guess, uh, probation period for that six months, do you have any bits of, um, I guess, advice around that, what that individual can be doing?
1: I would say clarify, clarify, clarify what your actual job is. The reason I say that, there's such a big gap between the job advert and the actual role. And I've had this experience myself, whereas I read the job advert, I'm like, yep, I can do this. And I've started the role, not realised the actual role has actually merged three different roles into one. I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? So it's very important to clarify um, what your actual job is, uh, what is required of you, what are your KPIs, what are your key performance indicators, and what do you need to do to pass your probation period and and onwards? It's very important to clarify. and Also to build really um, key relationships as well. This is something that I learned in my past is your role is not a singular role. It's not isolated. Your role fits into the whole organization. So it's very important to build strategic relationships with your manager, with other people in different departments and to build a rapport with people. It's very important. And to network in your organization and outside of your organization as well and in your sector. But it's very important to build key relationships and maintain them as well. Um, Upskilling is also very important. So continue to upskill yourself, even when you do get the job, always find out what is going on in your industry. So, for example, recruitment is always changing, it's always evolving. It's very important that you keep yourself in the loop of what is going on, any recent changes. For example, recent unemployment figures, current um, incentives from the the government in regards to um, different benefits or provisions that are available for people who have been made redundant or who are um, currently on furlough. Those kind of things are very important to keep yourself up to date in your particular industry. Um, overall, I will say keep updating that action plan that you have as well, because that action plan should evolve over time. Mm. It should transition from looking for work, then transitioning to now you find work and what your career looks like in the next two to five years. So update the action plan, Um, and always also just keeping you know just keep yourself up to like I said up to date with everything that's going on in your sector um, and be willing to learn and get stuck in I think that's a that's a key thing to mention Mm. be willing to learn never feel like you know it all always be willing to learn and be flexible and be willing to adapt not change but adapt to different working environments and gain as much as you can and Ultimately, look at ways that you can use your experience to help other people as well. So become a, when you get to that stage, become a mentor to someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, or with, with myself and like Jack, start your own business. Use those skills and start your own business. But it's very important to make sure, once again, you are progressing um, and you're moving forward. Hmm
0: real, for real, absolutely. Um, thank you very much, Shadana. I guess a final uh, a final um, comment would be good to hear from you, um, Tina. For those that are, for our listeners that are currently in work, um, they've been doing a good job, fairly comfortable. Um, what would your advice uh, be for them? They've been in work for a number of uh, years, etc. cetera. And they might not be looking to go to a new job, but what could they be doing to make sure they are ready for, if that time does come?
1: Yeah, I would, I would say that the days where you kind of have a nine to five and you stay in that same job for 20, 30, 50 years or whatever, those days are kind of gone. So it's always important to have a backup plan, always have a plan in place of, okay, you know, if I choose to change careers or God forbid, I lose my job, what is the plan? What plan do I have in place? Every individual should have a career plan. Um, It's very important to have that in place and always think about the future. Where is it that I'm going to? What is my overall vision? Why am I even working here? It's very important to have that. Get the resources and the support that you need. Build an internal infrastructure. So, for example, like I mentioned, mentors, upskilling, um, finding out about your sector, finding out what companies are really excelling in your sector, finding out what job opportunities are available Um, looking at the average salary um, for your sector it's those different things that you really need to make sure you're consistently updating yourself with Um, overall I would say also mindset as well and I find this with a lot of people is that sometimes it's not necessarily that they don't have the skills or the experience or even the contacts it's the mindset and I think it's very important to renew your mindset um, and to be in a place where you are willing to learn and you can adapt with the times that we're in. So, for example, um, a lot of people that I've spoken to recently, you know, they were earning good salaries and they've recently been made redundant. It's been able to think about, okay, even during the times of challenges, how am I able to utilise it and make the most of what I have at the moment? Does that make sense? So even though we're in a pandemic, and there might be some of your listeners who are unemployed at the moment, What can I do at the moment that can still allow me to move forward? So even if I'm redundant or be made redundant, what can I do, for example, using my skills, maybe starting a a small business or do some freelancing work? What can I do with what I have at the moment? What can I do with the skills that I have already? So it's about having um, a resilient mindset and a a mindset that is able to adapt to the different times and challenges that we're in as well.
0: Absolutely. And you you mentioned, you know, what what else can, um, if someone's unemployed, what else can they apply their skills to, whether it's um, setting up some sort of side hustle as well. It'd be good to hear from you and Jax, obviously both of you are entrepreneurs as well. How is life as an entrepreneur? Um, Jax, I'm going to hit that over to you then, back to to, Tuna to uh, wrap up on some of what we've been talking about.
2: Yeah, I think um, life as an entrepreneur for me personally is just exciting. Um, for me, it's not so much about the money or anything like that. It's more about, as I said earlier, just whatever is within me needs to come out. Um, I think one of my biggest fears in life is to pass away without fulfilling my full potential. Mm. So yeah, and, and, and entrepreneurship allows me to do that. Um, it allows me to be the best version of myself, and because I've got all the control, right? I'm not, I'm not constrained by rules and regulations of, of, of my workplace, you know, um, and that's why on a personal level, I I have, I have a business, um, and so on and so forth, there's, you know, unlimited potential, you know, there's scalability, there's everything. Life as an entrepreneur is exciting, um, but it's not easy. And I'm, I'm quite lucky in the sense that I've got the best of both worlds and the worst, the the bad of the good. Um, but the best of both worlds means I can rely on my, kind of my financial, um, income coming in from my 95. And, um you know be comfortable with that but then my my entrepreneurial stuff is just extra money basically and i could use that to you of course you would know to invest so that's that's what excites yeah. me the most um I've, I've got the best of both worlds but it's difficult it's very very difficult because of time right it's not easy to you know um finish work I don't even do a ninety-five. It's more like eighty six. So, you've got to finish work at six, and then you've got another what three, four hours to work on your your side hustle or your entrepreneurship. But my cheat code, and, and I'm Tina we've, we've had conversations outside of outside of this about how I managed to do it. Yeah.
1: But for,
2: mm-hmm passion just overtakes everything um yeah, yeah if i'm if i'm in a consulting session i don't feel like i'm working i feel like i'm doing something that i would do without getting paid mm-hmm. and that's my cheat code however there are difficulties sometimes with things like admin I don't like admin. I absolutely hate admin. Work. I
1: don't think anyone likes admin. My God,
2: oh,
0: <laughs> you've been surprised. It's one of the people that. Actually oh like
2: it. no! Oh, I really and I'm. I'm not. I'm, it's, it's not my skill set. Like I'm not an organized mm-hmm. person. There's emails that I forget to respond to. But again, you know, it allows me to improve as a person and learn these skills. Of course, over time, when um, my business grows much bigger. I'm probably going to just get someone in to, to deal with that st- side of the stuff. But even in the early stages, I've learned how to be a bit more organized and have systems in place so I don't play myself <laughs> kind of thing. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a journey. And, and of course, I think Tina said not everybody needs to be a business person, but I, I agree to the highest extent, but I also feel like everybody can have something. Definitely. Uh, you know, whether it's, you know, a blog or, you know, or, or a podcast or, or some people like to show their face so so youtube and that stuff it's it's not for money it's more about just something you, it's called passion projects right that's what's called i yeah. think everybody should be doing that and that's why i've even, even encouraged my brothers to start podcasts about football because we mm. do yeah, I mean, it's not for money we talk about football why not document it mm. kind of thing so yeah that's my two pens absolutely really useful and, and over to you to
1: um, I would say entrepreneurship is amazing. It really is. You're able to use your skills, your passion, your purpose to help other people. And the great thing about it is actually seeing people actually progress in their lives. Um, and I use jackson 's example. I've used your services and I've been able to acquire so much knowledge and information. It's allowed me to progress in, in particular areas of my life as well. So it's, it's such a blessing. Um, but I would definitely say this, if you are someone who is considering being an entrepreneur, don't kind of look at the glitz and the glamour side of it. Um, because it is a lot of hard work. It's a lot of sacrifice. There are no days off, you know, there's no days off. You have to consistently, um, work at your craft and it is a craft because essentially like it's like a um it's like a project it's a mini project that you have that you are nurturing and it's growing um, and you have to be a very creative and in innovative person and be willing to take constructive feedback as well um, there's times when I reach out to people and I'm like, I'm doing this, but I don't see any results from it. They're like, Tina, scrap that. It's rubbish. You have to be someone who can take feedback and not take that to heart and be emotional about it as well. I think in the beginning, when I started my business, I was very emotional. Like if anyone would say anything negative about my business, I'm like, I'm literally like want to break down and start crying. Cause that's my little baby. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't be emotional when it comes to business. You have to be, you have to have your strategic hat on. You have to be a methodical thinker and think to yourself, okay, what is it that I need to do to actually serve people and help people that 's what it comes down to at the day, and I will say this, and i, I say this at the beginning. The money is a byproduct the money isn 't the be or end or reason as to why you have a business. the money is a byproduct because when you really position yourself to serve people and do it with a service of excellence, you will find that the money 's chasing you and i 've experienced that, and I know people who have their own businesses have experienced that as well. When you position yourself to actually help people and do it at a level that people actually say, wow, I've never actually experienced this before. You will find that not only do people come back, but they also refer other people as well. So we really need to focus on a service of excellence uh, because I find that a lot of people are starting up businesses and this is not criticism, it's just an observation that people are starting businesses because it seems like the thing to do at the moment. But we must remember that it is, to serve other people ultimately and we must do the service of excellence because like I said before we are opening the doors for others to come through and it is you know we're passing our businesses on to you know families and it's creating a legacy so it's very important that there is a service of excellence Um, but I would also say as well get as much support as you can and do extensive research into starting a business for example do you want to have a limited company so on so forth do you need a website for example when i started my business my main thing was i need a website i need a website whereas nowadays you don't necessarily need a website you can just do a landing page so it's about looking at those different things also the amount of money that's going to go into your business how much money is going to go into your business how much are your services going to be like literally map out everything get support speak to people um Acquire all of that information, get that knowledge, and then take those steps. Don't kind of jump in, into it at the deep end because it looks like a great thing to do. Everyone else is doing it. Actually do extensive research, do your market research, get feedback, and then from there, take it one step at a time. Absolutely. And enjoy it. And enjoy it as well. Yeah, it's fun.
0: Absolutely. Love that last point in terms of enjoying it as well. And what I'm getting from the both of you that the important thing is about the value the impact that you know you can add to the world through your product or your services how is it affecting someone's life in a hopefully a positive way as well that's the focus of it so thank you very much um, for that, uh, Tina. I've got one final question um, before we uh, wrap up. Um, as you know, at Woke Finance, we, um, in terms of the services that we deliver directly when working with people, we start, myself and Jack set up uh, Woke Finance to work with um, younger people. Um, you know, So it would be good to actually hear from you. Um, what would your advice be to a younger person, you know, 15, 16, around that age group, um, who hasn't yet started their career? Um, and when, when uh, me and Jacks are talking, when we look back at um, what we might have had in terms of guidance, there wasn't really too much of it. Um, things have slightly changed um, right now for the better, hopefully. But what would your advice be to a young person of that age group?
1: Um, I would say do some research. Sit, first and foremost, sit down and see what your passions are, and see what you really like in like in like doing. And the reason I say that is because, you know, the days where everyone goes to uni, those days have gone. You know, you're finding there's more stuff like apprenticeships, traineeships, um, that have come into play. So you know, usually those kind of things or kind of schemes and programs are more suitable to. Um, to the younger um, groups. So I would look at those. But first of all, look at what your passions are. What do you really enjoy doing? And just write that down on a piece of paper and start doing research into different apprenticeships that are available. Also, like I mentioned before, find a mentor, find someone who you can actually sit down and talk. It's, so, it's so important, you know, just, just even brainstorming, sitting down with someone and going through, you know, the kind of things that you like and then also getting that information from the individual as well. I, ideally someone who's actually in recruitment or talent acquisition, but also speaking to them around what kind of opportunities are available at the moment. Um, so doing that and also do work placement as well, um, because there is a distinction between a work placement and an apprenticeship. An apprenticeship is a government scheme that's in place and um, that pays you um, a small wage for and also qualification um combined as well so you get small wage you get a qualification as part of apprenticeship but a placement is usually just gaining work experience sometimes you get paid sometimes you don't but i would also look at a work experience or voluntary work as well um, in the interim Mm. just to go and see what that sector's like what is it like like i said to you i worked in a school whereas um, i should have done that even before i'd done my history degree if I had done it before, I would have known for a fact that this is something I definitely don't want to go into. But even saying that it wasn't a waste of time, because I le- I learned a lot, and I'm you know even when I still find my degree useful in the things that I do. But what I'm trying to get at is, um, go and do a placement before you even do anything. Do your research. Go and spend like a week. I know at the moment we can't go into, um, you know, we, most offices are not open, everyone's working online. But... You know you can still you can still do some kind of placement online as well, so reach out to companies and ask them if they need any support, say, "Look, you're willing to do it for free. it could be for one week or two weeks and I know nobody wants to work for free, but trust me, it will work in your favor in the long term and Absolutely. it's not going to be for a long period. it could be like I said a week or two weeks um free time that you usually spend on netflix use that time productively and actually go and do a a work placement somewhere and go and gain more knowledge and actually you'll find that that relationships that you build at that place you don't know who knows who that will actually connect you with someone else and that Mm. will be your new job so building those strategic relationships are very key but you know humble yourself and be willing once again like i said to learn adapt Um, And be willing to sacrifice as well. Nothing comes free. Um, I've done internships. I've done work placements. At the time, people looked at me like I was crazy, but it worked in my favor. So be willing to really put in the hard work. If you really do want to progress in life and especially move up the career ladder, be willing to do the work that it takes to actually get there. Nothing is going to come on a platter. You know, you're not going to get a silver spoon in your mouth. Mm. You have to be willing to work for it. And I think that's something that I really want to emphasize on before I end is that we live in a day and era where everyone wants things to happen automatically. We live in a microwavable society where if I want something, I want it now. And that's all well and good, but there is a process that has to happen before you can get there. You're not going to get to the top of the career ladder overnight it took me let's say maybe eight years in my in my career to get to where I really wanted to get to and I had to progress from an internship to admin to an employment advisor to team leader to manager and then I went up to operations and then I started my own business so I had to work up the career ladder and that's how it works you have to be willing to be patient um, and be willing to do what it takes and sacrifice your time and your energy to get to that level. If you're not willing to do that, I would say to you, yeah. it's going to be tough. And that's just me being completely honest. You have to be willing to do what it takes, putting the time, the effort and the energy to get there. And you see your hard work, hard work paying off. Um, I, I would say that's that's it really.
0: Hmm. It's the, it's the, we 're in it for the long haul it's not an overnight successful thing absolutely um, and for any of our listeners that have um, any young ones around them, please do share you know this um, particular episode too that I think you know what you 've been saying uh, Tina you know, um, has been really, really valuable and useful um which we can all hopefully jacks um definitely myself can actually continue to actually implement some of the things that you've been mentioning around yeah. um you know always updating our career plan as well
1: just something that's just come to mind very quickly don't look at where you come from and kind of your background and your environment as a template to where you're gonna go um i you know, I would say to people, I don't come from, you know, a rich family or a typically, you know, success in a sense where everything, um, you know, really successful careers and businesses. I don't come from that background, but that didn't mean that I would not be able to achieve those things. So I want to remind people is to once again have the mindset to be positive. You might be that first person in your business, in your excuse me, in your family who's able to get to um, operations or managerial position, but be willing to fight and do what it takes to get there. But don't look at your current environment or your current situation as you know a measuring tool or as the final stage. Um, use that hunger and that drive and that resilience to really push you forward, allow it to motivate you to, to really uh, acquire your dreams and achieve the best that you can be.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, even more so nowadays, uh, more people are in certain positions. So hopefully it's much better for the younger lot, but there will yeah. always be younger lot that don't, maybe the first one in their families to, I don't know, um start a particular career journey as well. So definitely really useful. Um, but Tina, yeah, just want to say a massive thank you for coming onto the podcast and dropping those gems. Um, it'll be good, of course, you provide a service as well for our listeners um who are interested in, you know, seeing what they can do to help them um perfect some areas in their career plans and journeys um when it comes to Preparing themselves, being ready for the world of work, um, CVs, interviews, job searching, etc. It'll be good to hear just finally more about where we can find you with regards to uh, TA recruitment as well.
1: Yeah, so and your like ebook. Yeah, so um, please, if you do want to reach out to me, the website is ta TARecruitmentandconsulting.com. It's all one word.com. If you do want to reach out to me on Instagram, it's TA Recruitment Official. I also have a personal um, Instagram page and it's Tina Ansari. Um, you can contact me there as well. Um, but for the li- specifically for the listeners for Woke Finance, what I want to do is just a special offer today. So um, for the first five people that contact me with the hashtag Woke Finance, I will do a free 30-minute um, career consultation with them for absolutely free 30 minutes um, and just speak to them about you know, their career or give them some advice as well around how they can progress in their career. So first five people that contact me, um, it'll be a free 30 minute consultation, even for people who, for other people who do contact me, I'm more than happy to help you provide support. If I can't particularly help you, or I can't specifically help you in, a, in maybe a sector or a field, then I will definitely signpost you to relevant information. Um, like you mentioned, Peter, there is a free ebook. So either way, anyone who contacts me will get the free ebook. Um, and we have other stuff that will be coming up next year as well. So we will definitely keep you up to date with any workshops um or training that we will be doing. And vacancies as well. Yeah, get in contact as well, because we do have vacancies. So anytime we have vacancies, we'll also let you know about vacancies that we have.
0: Big, really. Thank you very much for that offer as well. I'm sure our listeners will latch onto that as well. I'm assuming that's, of course, for our listeners based in the UK.
1: Yes,
0: yeah, please. Absolutely. Um, so, thank you very much for that. Please all do get in touch um, and hopefully latch onto that offer. And before we wrap up, Jax, any final words from yourself?
2: No. I, you know what? This has been a very um, interesting. Um, talk with Tina Now I love the stuff We've spoken about Off air already So I'm really glad That we can get her On board with World mm-hmm. Finance And um, our listeners Can actually hear Some of the great stuff I've been hearing Over the past few years And um, so thank you Very much Tina <laughs> Yeah
1: thank you guys For having me It's been a pleasure I really enjoyed it It's nice. It's a nice way To kind of set the tone For a Sunday afternoon <laughs> so thank you
0: Yeah it. Awesome Well thank you very much Tina Do you have a lovely one And everyone Remember Stay woke.